Welcome to Listen Up America, a show about the truth, opinions, and thinking. A constitutional and conservative podcast in a world of woke cancel culture. We are the resistance. Coming to you from the LUA Podcast Studios, I'm your host, Eric. Welcome to this week's podcast. Well, before we dive into it, I just want to kind of lead up into our first topic, which is going to be transgender, gay news, and Olympic news. It's all kind of one thing. And I just want to start off with every month has got to be something. So June is now Pride Month or has been Pride Month or whatever. And it's why every channel you flip on their logo, be it like NBC, the Peacock, or you can go to Paramount or Sci-Fi or ESPN or whatever, their little logo that they decided like 10 years ago to slap on the screen just to annoy you because it's not like you didn't know what channel you were on. They put that rainbow in there and man, just shove it in your face. I said before, and I'll say again, I do not care. And I will bet you dollars to donuts that most, if not all Americans, do not care what you do in your bedroom. If it doesn't involve me, and therefore us, why would we care? You do with your body in bed with whoever that is willing and legal age and so forth, knock yourself out. You're the one that's going to have to live with that. You're the one that's going to have to answer for that, in my belief. But being just pushed, I mean, we've talked about this in past podcasts about how the media and the entertainment world is making sure that everything you see has gay, lesbian. Now we're going to try and find, you know, trans dudes in drag. I mean, I'm sitting there going, there's shows this is RuPaul, who I remember like 20 years ago was a drag queen and, and now it's like a thing. So RuPaul's got a show that I guess has been on for several years. And anyone even watch that? There's no way. I mean, I haven't even looked up the ratings to see if if he even constituted an audience big enough to register a rating. No way. No one's watching this. Not in significant numbers. It's like the people on CNN. The numbers came out for CNN, MSNBC, and Fox and how they all did. Fox has 14 highest rated shows in all demographics. And uh, CNN came in with number 22. That was their highest rated one. That was Cuomo. I'm like, you guys watch Fredo? Wow. Okay. And it wasn't a lot of people. So, you know, in the end, nobody watches it, but CNN's number one show, just to show you the waste of money that is, that is just thrown around out there is number 22. There are 21 other shows and other networks that are better, or at least perceived as better and watched versus this goofball Fredo. He let the family down and he just did it again. The guy can't draw an audience and we've gone over why just common sense. But these things are all over TV no matter what. They don't have to make money. And I find that really interesting. So I'm, you know, I'm a money numbers guy and I'm sitting there going, okay, how can you continue to put on programming on these gajillion channels that nobody's watching? I mean, on DirecTV, uh, you can, and I'm sure you can do this and everything else, you can block and just remove channels so it doesn't even show up on your guide. Oh, it's all gone. I'm like, uh, okay, Oprah, gone. You know, any of the gate, gone, 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 gone. I have no desire to watch any of this stuff because their programming does nothing for me. It's not interesting. It's not curious. It is insulting. And and I think it's insulting to those communities 
by being just so flamboyant. I mean, you watch the little trailers and you just get, I mean, that's the trailer you're going to put out there. That's what you want to hook me to. Gosh, I can't wait to see that. And no one's watching any of this garbage, but people are paying for advertising. You got a commercial in there. I mean, maybe they're only paying five bucks to be on that show, but the people on that show, how are you making any money? Cause that's how this works. If no one is sponsoring and advertising and filling those time slots, then the cast doesn't make any money. Where does the money come from? And I, I see where it's coming from. I'm watching corporate America, you know, just investing money instead of into their business and growth into changing what's normal. And I guess a very loose term, but what's normal? What used to be normal is now considered voodoo, bad mojo. Can't have that. And if you like that, you're a horrible person. Okay. I'm supposed to like RuPaul. There's a commercial out there. Black dude, tranny, you know, talking about how he, she has to have more of a presence in Hollywood and should be writing and directing and da-da-da. I'm like, well, if you're good at it, okay. But if you just want to go out there and do tranny TV... I'm pretty sure 99.9% of the world's going to go, never heard of it. Don't know. Don't care. And no desire to see you talk about you when I just said, I don't care what you do in your room. Just make it your own business. And I really believe that most of the gay people out there, you know, men and women, whatever, find this to be obnoxious as well. Like it puts a spotlight where they don't want one, which brings me up to, I saw a hashtag and I was looking for it so I couldn't find the channel. I thought it was on Paramount, but it said mental health is health and it's being played while transgenderism and things like that are being talked about. And I'm like, um, so you agree with me that this is a mental health issue. I didn't understand because I'm like, well, maybe it's gone because of that. Maybe people are like, Oh my God, I can't believe you said that. And that's why I don't see it the last week or so. But I saw this mental health is health. Yeah. If you're born biologically a male or female and you have a feeling that's mental health. That's directly what feelings are. I feel like killing someone. I feel like hurting something. I feel like I got to hurt myself. That's a feeling. That is a mental health issue. I feel like I'm a male when I'm a female. I feel like I'm a female when I'm a male. That's a feeling. That's a mental health issue. So I agree with it. And, uh, I don't think it's as simple as, you know, I just want to be, no. And you see people that did this, 10, 20 years ago and the suffering and where they are now, how they transitioned back to their original and the damage mentally and physically, that whole thing and the encouragement. Oh, you should totally do it. That's awesome. You know, these are weak-minded people in my mind that are easily manipulated and you got all this propaganda media out there just pushing it down your throat. Like I always say, let's put some perspective on this. Pride month, veterans day. I'll just let you stew on that. Pride Month, Veterans Day. So let's start off our first topic with the Macho Man. I can't tell you how free I feel now that I've started identifying as a woman. Now that I can compete as female, I'm ready to smash the other girls. Ooh, yeah. Dig it? All right. The Olympics are coming, I guess. Tokyo's going to take a shot at it. Uh, in the world of COVID and, uh, all the athletes are doing their Olympic trials all over the globe to make their national teams. And I've told you about a certain person in New Zealand that is a weightlifter named Laurel Hubbard 
It's not the real name, but that's the name this dude chose when he wanted to transition into a female. Did that in the mid-30s. Competed as a weightlifter for New Zealand and did pretty well. I'm looking at a picture of uh, her. Oh, man. It's a dude. Has no neck. Huge biceps and traps. Triceps are massive. Oh, it's shaped like a pear, so it's thighs and uh, caboose are thunderous. And uh, I told you guys in the past, I, I kind of like teased this because I knew it was coming. Made the team in New Zealand, which means a woman, I think they take like two or three per class, right? So it means a woman that's actually a woman that actually competes against other women did not make the team. And she was told to shut the hell up. I've told you that. We don't want to hear any bitching or moaning. Oh, people are starting to bitch and moan. Because uh, Laurel Hubbard's probably going to win. And it's probably not even going to be close. So there's a Belgian weightlifter, Anna Van Bellingen, who came out and said that anyone that has trained weightlifting at a high level knows this to be true in their bones. This particular situation is unfair to the sport and to the athletes. This is, uh, this two people are competing in the uh, super heavyweight. So anything over whatever, 87 kilograms. So you could be 90 kilograms, could be 100, could be, it doesn't matter. So for 35 plus years, this dude was squatting and pressing and doing all this weightlifting madness. Muscle mass increases, bone mass, everything. It's bigger, stronger. But he, you know, I don't know if he got clipped. I don't really care. It's just not a good looking human being. But hey, whatever floats your boat. Um, I'm watching this and people are just, they're starting to speak out. More and more athletes are going, wait. Now you got other countries that aren't owned or ruled by New Zealand are sitting there going, this is a bunch of crap. There's a young woman in Samoa. She's not happy because she was going to be the favorite. She's probably not going to win the gold medal now because she's going to lose to a dude. And it's a dude. Okay, Biologically, that Laurel Hubbard is a guy. You can cut off tackle. You can take a shot. And I'll get to another story. It doesn't change anything. It's a dude that's going to go out there and compete against women. That's right. I said I'm going to destroy him. Yeah. Settle down, macho man. Democrats and people that believe that are like, Eric, you're such a homophobe or whatever. You have no respect for women. So you're going to take the sports away from them now because a dude should be able to do whatever he wants. Yeah. And I think a dude should squat with the other dudes. But I can't win that way. I'm aware. Sometimes you're just not good enough. But I can squish chicks. Yeah. That's not what we're looking for here. And that's the humor in all this that I'm trying to bring out. It is ridiculous that for a second, anybody out there, a woman, especially a woman or a mother, sitting there going, I've got no problem with this. I think it's just beautiful. You're a moron. You're the one that fought and, and screamed and yelled, you know, when Rush Limbaugh said, yeah, you feminazis. Oh my God, it got me because you're just radical. But now you're not radical? There's no feminist group out there talking anything. And if they are, the microphones are being buried. It is an absolute attack on women and women's rights. Absolutely. Macho ma'am needs to be checked into a mental health facility. So I got another one for you. This one's an American athlete that uh, is transitioning. Cece Telfer, track sprinter. Went to the Olympic game trials, yeah, up in Oregon, and I went and destroyed women, except, oh no, my testosterone is still too high, so I got DQ'd, oh no. 
good. Dude, pretending to be a chick, goes up there and lays the smackdown on women. You see the video. It wasn't close. C.C. Telfer, U.S. track and field. Transitioning, trans, whatever. Well, I guess we have a standard. I mean, well, he's got too much testosterone. You look at him. It's Carl Lewis, except more masculine. Carl Lewis was just Carl Lewis, an amazing runner. You know, I, I believe he just came out as gay. Whatever works for you. Good for you. Thank you for representing your country because you were fast as hell. But he ran with the guys. Carl Lewis didn't for a second said, well, I'm going to go out there and lap the girls in the 100 meter. It's only one, one stretch, but I'm going to keep going and I'm going to beat them in the 500. Oh, <laughs> just come on. Can't the women just have their own sport? That's kind of the point. I mean, okay, so what if the guys on the U.S. gymnast team decide, you know what, I'm feeling a bit feminine today, so Simone Biles, you don't make the team. That, that's going to happen. Every time this happens, a Simone Biles is pushed out that should have been there because they're biologically and they train and work their whole life. They just didn't quit because I couldn't cut it as a dude, so I'm going to go destroy women. Yeah. No. Y'all got to wake up to this. You got to speak out. I've told you before, and I'll keep telling you, if you got a daughter, if you got a brain in your head, if you think about fairness at all, if you think about human rights, the rights of women, you have to object to this. I am objecting so much, I will not be watching the Olympics. I, it's going to be a political sideshow, and I'll show you. Have you heard of another U.S. Olympic athlete? Chelsea Wolf was a dude. Kind of still is a dude, but as qualified as an alternate in like BMX. I can't even believe riding a bike other than like doing speed trials, which I actually did enjoy that kind of stuff. But this is just like X games kind of stuff. I thought that's what the X games was about. Like here you go, skateboarders and bike riders and dirt bike guys, go be crazy and try not to break your necks. You know, it's like evil can evil on steroids and okay. And I watch because who doesn't like a car crash, but you've got this guy. This feels like a woman. That's, I, I don't even know the age. I'm pretty sure he's like a teenager. So start him young, wants to win. Well, as an alternate. So the chances, I guess, are maybe 50-50 because the sport's a bit radical. So if someone ahead of him, her gets hurt, um, this Chelsea Wolf slides into the spot and gets to race in the Olympics. And uh, a year ago, was talking about blowing up Trump with dynamite. That's okay. Because he's a fascist. I'm like, oh, you don't know what that word means, do you? No, clearly you don't, because Trump would not be defined as a fascist. You just choose that word because the media and CNN said that's the word. Remember, when they're pointing at someone, there's three fingers pointing back telling you the truth. Democrats always deflect. If they say you're fascist, trust me, they're fascist. <laughs> they just don't want you to look this way. But Chelsea sits there and you know wants to blow up the president. Okay. Yeah, okay, so does Madonna, whatever. But it gets worse. And it got to the point where Mike Ruzioni, for those of you, you know, have any sports knowledge or older than 40, I guess, Mike Ruzioni was the captain of the 1980 U.S. hockey team. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! And it changed the course of American history. Literally, a hockey game in the Olympics. Look it up. He got wind of this. Chelsea says, if I win, I'm getting on that podium and I'm going to burn the American flag. Mike was not pleased. Most people were not pleased to hear this. That's what a fascist does. That's Antifa. 
They burn things down. I'm going to protest. You're going to see fists. You're going to see people taking knees. Maybe some nutbag will take a flag and try and light it on fire on that podium. You know, they're sheep. One nut says it, but doesn't have a chance. Maybe another nut will. It is going to be a sideshow, and I have no desire to see any of this crap. So, USA, USA, they don't care about the country. You know, they're supposed to go and represent the country, and they're going to represent a political idea that is anti-constitution. It's what it is. So, you all go to Tokyo. Uh, I heard they're giving out something like ten or 15,000 condoms a day. Have a good time. Have all that sex with all the uh, other athletes and just bang away, baby, because that's all the Olympic Village is, is a whorehouse filled with a bunch of uh, people that we are supposed to look up to. But like I said last week, that's your hero. Maybe someone will surprise us. Maybe someone will come out and be respectful to America and the flag and our promise and our hope. But I wouldn't hold your breath. So we're going to fade from Olympics into pro sports. And you may have heard about Carl Nassib. Do you guys know who Carl Nassib is? He is a football player in the NFL. He's been in the league uh, six years, I believe. He is not great. He is not bad. He's an average football player. He'll be in the league for probably a few more years, which is excellent. And uh, he's in the Raiders up in Vegas. And he decided, as he said in his own words on Instagram, that I'm a very private person and people that know me know that and blah, 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 blah. I'm gay. And then everybody in the world that was like indifferent or right-leaning or whatever went, um, whatever. We don't care. You coming out, anybody coming out and saying, I'm gay and I'm a woman or whatever and you're a dude, you know, we don't care. It does nothing to our life. It doesn't change anything about my day whatsoever. But it supports those that are, Eric. And you have to understand, they got to know they're not alone. You don't know that yet? I mean, it's a, it's a fad now. It is cool to be gay and cool to want to change your sex and cool to be non-binary. I love that one. It is cool to be bi. It is cool. It's just cool. Okay. Cool is just a fad. You know, we used to say awesome, rad, bitchin', gnarly. That all evolved. It's just words. So he comes out gay. And in the first 12 hours, the left media and the gay community fanatics, because most gay community doesn't care either, came out. Oh, such bravery and you're my hero and blah, 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 blah. And you're just going, this is not news. Didn't know who the dude was before. Don't care now. I guess his jersey sales exploded for like 12 hours. Came, he was number one for like 12 hours. Because on the 13th hour, you voted for who? Yeah, I guess Carl Nassib is conservative, Republican, Libertarian. I don't know. But he's not left. <laughs> I'm laughing because the hypocrisy that spews at hour 13 and beyond is repugnant. And so obvious, then these people on the left are so oblivious to their own spatial awareness. You're just like, wow, you are stupid. You didn't understand what you just did. You praised a guy for coming out gay. And then you smashed that same gay guy for, you voted for Trump? Yeah, a lot of gay people did. They're not all like you. Is that not the point of all this? Being an individual? 
I believe that more gay people avoid the spotlight and just want to be regular people. They don't need to go to gay bars to be amongst their people. They're human beings. They can go to BJ's Brewery and sit down and have a meal as two dudes or two chicks just like me and my wife could. And you know what? Nobody cares. Nobody's staring at it. You know who's staring? It's probably like the four-year-old that, you know, doesn't have a filter, doesn't just says things. That's what four-year-olds do. But nobody cares. Maybe there's a 90-year-old couple in there that'd be like, oh, you know, that's just generational. But that room, aged between like 10 and 50, maybe 60, we don't really care. You guys want to sit down and have a meal? You guys want to sit have a Have a good time. Enjoy your food. Nobody cares. Nobody cares but the fanatics who lost it, that built up a hero. Look at you. You're an openly gay man in the NFL. Woo-hoo. You vote for Trump. You are the devil, you scumbag, homophobic piece of boop. Wait. How can he be homophobic? Well, they were literally calling him that. <laughs> it was hilarious. So, Carl, welcome to the club, pal. You're now just like this heterosexual guy that uh, thinks this is all a bunch of bull crap. So uh, maybe you should have just kept that to yourself. And then you wouldn't have been hated on by 30% of America that are just obsessively fanatical about uh, the, the ways of the left. And I want to close this segment because it brings me to a cool thing. My favorite soccer player in the world, Megan Rapinoe. Sarcasm. You know, the, the lesbian that hates men and all that, blah, blah, blah. She's getting busted. She's being canceled. You're canceled, Megan. You're done. Done. There's a 10-year-old tweet out there that got discovered. You should delete this stuff, Megan. This is more of the hypocrisy. So gay Megan told the teammate, you look Asian when close those eyes. Okay. She thought she was being funny. So she's making fun of a teammate when she closed her eyes. She looks Asian, and that's funny to her. Well, it was. Well, you're canceled. Megan, you're canceled. You got to go. Will Subway, because you see that stupid commercial where she's kicking hamburgers and burritos out of people's hands. Yeah. You, you kick a burrito out of my hand, I'm going to punch you in the face. But she's, you got to try Subway. Oh, I got a story about Subway. She's making fun of a teammate for looking Asian. Okay, I'm going to wrap on this one, though, because I brought up Subway. <laughs> so you know in Ireland, the bread and Subway sandwiches that you guys, I don't eat Subway. I haven't eaten that crap in 10 years because it tastes horribly bland and nasty, and now I know why. Well, the bread isn't considered actual bread. By the standards of Ireland, that ain't bread because it's got, like, too much crap and sugar in it or something. Um, that explains why the bread tastes so pfft. But it's better. So there's a lawsuit going out there for some people going after Subway over the tuna. Um, so they had a lab test tuna from Subway. Took the sandwich, said, test it. Get the DNA. What's in that? They say it's tuna. I say it's not. Guess what? It's not tuna. So we're going to wrap this segment up with Subway, eat cancer. I mean, eat fresh. It's all fake. Eric, the sandwiches are like awesome. They're like $5. Yeah, they've been like that for like 20 years. You ever wonder why the price never changes? Overly processed, cancer-ridden, gnarly crap. Go to Jersey Mike's. Go to Jimmy John's. I got big cans of Charlie tuna sitting right there. I'm like, that's tuna in a can right there. That's Charlie fish tuna. So there you go. Megan, you're canceled. Your Subway commercial sucks. Subway, eat cancer.
Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Our Instagram page is at listen underscore up underscore America underscore. And our Facebook page is L-U-A podcast all together. L-U-A podcast on Facebook. So please join the community. Tell us what you think and uh, share with all your friends and let them know how awesome we are. It's crime time. Go ahead. Make my day. So as you're all aware, crime and gun violence is through the roof. And people in the middle, the independent voter, the right-wing voters, you know, conservatives, libertarians, they all go, it's up because you've told the police that if you do your job, you're going to get fired. Hence, Antifa, BLM, criminals all over this country Mostly minorities are running around doing whatever they want. Police officer in Florida gets shot in the head. Body cam footage and everything. They did catch him today, actually. But that's just, that's every week now. That's happening. I've told you about San Francisco. And guy just rides in on his bike with a trash bag, just takes his arm and just swoop, knocks three shells into a bag, gets on a bike and just strolls on out. Nothing to see here. Nobody even calls the police. No one tries to stop a security guard right there. Nope, nobody will do anything. Crime is through the roof. And so just kind of like Kamala with the border, well, I'm just trying to figure it out. Well, I already told you. It's you. It's you. It's you. Well, why is crime and guns and what's going on? It's you. It's you. It's your policies. It's liberals and Democrat mayors and governors telling the police you cannot and will not enforce the laws anymore. You're going to let all these people do whatever they want because they're so oppressed. There are jobs everywhere. Everywhere. Bonuses being handed out. If you come work with us at Domino's or McDonald's, we'll give you 50 bucks, 100 bucks, 500 bucks to go on top of it as a starting whatever. But i rather just live on the government dime. But we'll get to all that. So... I got a clip that I'm going to play that's going to tell you what I just told you. Play it. Scott Wolf is a criminal justice professor at Michigan State University, one of the top criminology departments in the country. He says the rallying cry to defund the police during the George Floyd protests also emboldened criminals willing to offend, causing an incredible increase in violent crime and homicide. So there you have an educated man who is the top authority in the country. I have no idea what his race is. I don't care. His investigations over the years and decades leads him to common sense going, it's because you allow anarchy. Democrats are like, yeah, Portland is a, still a hot mess. They got a travel ad out now. Come to Portland and be a part of the madness. I'm like, what? Who the hell wants to go to Portland? They're fighting and burning and everything all night long. It's a crap hole. That's just saying it nicely. Portland. The king of strip joints and Antifa rioting down the streets. Come to Portland. Yeah, I'll pass. But you're sitting there and they're, they're just, they know exactly. This is all intentional. Don't arrest them. California. I said, remember, if it, a felony now for stealing is over $800. So if you steal $700, it's just a misdemeanor. And the police aren't going to waste their time. Clearly they're not because you go to Rite Aid and steal $700 with a stop thing. If everybody does it, how do you stop it? You just shut down the stores. Businesses are going to leave all these neighborhoods. They're going to pull out. And then these same Democrats are going to scream, the injustice, they're pulling out of all the minority neighborhoods because you allow 
the criminals to run the neighborhoods. You don't allow civil society, the police, and a solid governance with common sense to say, we're not doing that. But we're going to create all these programs. And you know what? It's the NRA's fault because there's guns. I mean, I've heard these arguments. The NRA. Really. So you think these guys, LA, Chicago, St. Louis, Detroit, Philadelphia, New York, Miami, Atlanta. I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on. You think all these people walked into a gun store? Yes, sir. I'd like to buy a Glock today. Oh, sure. What would you like? A nine millimeter, 45? I'm thinking a nine. Can I get the, like, a, you know, one of those like double stack capacity magazines in there? Absolutely. Okay. Can I take it? No, you got to wait like a couple of weeks to clear. Okay. Here's my information. No, I'm not a criminal. Nope. This is me. This is my school. Yep. Everything's good. All right. I'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Oh, nice. And just go in the streets and shoot. Is that what the hell you all think happens? Not one criminal goes into a gun store to buy a weapon. Never. They go around the corner. They go to the street because those guns have been stolen, have been sent across a certain border. I'm pointing to the south for those in Rio Linda, California. Sorry, I had to do that. That was too good. <laughs> Come on. They're stolen. They're sent over the border. These are not registered weapons. Old 51-year-old white Eric isn't going out on the streets and shooting it up. I know where all my weapons are. They don't go to Bass Pro Shops to buy a weapon. They don't do that. Never. Because they get it on the super cheap. They get shotguns and AKs and clocks. Nickels on the dollar. They got more bodies on the gun than the bullets in the mag. Every day of the week. But it's always something else. You know, we got to build after school programs. Why? We got to be able to have jobs. Okay, but if you keep stealing from the places that offer jobs and they leave, how do you expect to have a job? If you don't let the police patrol the neighborhoods and keep everyone safe, how do you expect to have a safe neighborhood? If you don't send your children to school, regular, public, or charter, whatever you can afford, if you don't send them to school and stay on them, how are they going to get educated? Well, we're going to create an after school. If they're not in school, isn't that just like school? It's not after. They didn't go to school. I got a clip from MSNBC in the, the Morning Joe talking to a Biden senior advisor. Roll it. Mr. Richmond, what do you think is the root of the cause of this spike in violence? I mean, we read through some of these cities don't know. From the administration's perspective, why is this happening? Well, look, I, a bunch of reasons, I believe. But one is the proliferation of guns on the streets of America. The fact that we have let the NRA govern this country for far too long and the president is willing to take them on uh, directly. Two, we need to make sure that we're investing in our children, uh, that we're giving them summer job programs, recreation programs, education programs. So our strategy to fight crime is to prevent it from happening in the first place. And we're going to invest in police also. Well, I was going to say, I mean, to what extent do you think this is police being concerned that if they do something? I mean, the defund the police movement, you know, certainly it's, it's had an impact here in Washington, D.C. Do you think that has anything to do with the rise in crime? I don't. Oh, so like I was just saying, it's the NRA's fault. Gangs across America don't even know what the NRA is other than maybe a rap group. They have no clue. They don't know. They don't contribute. They don't have any identification with them whatsoever. The NRA is a middle class foundation. That's all it is to support the rights of the American citizens to be legal gun owners. These thugs in the streets 
of all colors are not NRA members. They're not going to the gun stores, like I told you. They are getting their hands on weapons by all illegal means being supported by the liberal way of handling crime. Because you have to have crime. You know, they've been working to try and solve crime for like 100 years. And it just gets worse. You think they're actually trying to solve crime? You think my weapons are committing crimes when I'm not around? Because they're not. They're an inanimate object called a weapon, handgun, rifle, shotgun. They don't have legs and brains and hands and fingers. They're in a gun safe till I want them. These guys got them tucked in their pants, in their glove box. I mean, you got a football player just got busted in L.A. for having an Uzi. You cannot buy an Uzi at a gun store in America. Are we clear on that? It was Frank Clark from uh, Kansas City. So you got a guy making hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars. He got busted at an Uzi. Yeah, he played, I think, for the Indianapolis Colts. Good football player. Apparently a very stupid man. And I know he's had contracts where he's making over a million a year. So he's a millionaire. He didn't go to Bass Pro Shops and get himself an Uzi. You can't. That's not an NRA, and that's not a gun store problem. That is a criminal hood problem. You can take the guy out of the hood, but you can't take the hood out of the guy. Just another example of a guy who has an opportunity to do better for himself and his family, goes straight to street and has an Uzi in his car, pulled over for speeding, in plain view, and the cops arrest him and take his weapon. Congratulations, dumbass. And to those on MSNBC, and I'm going to get to the ginger at the White House, the devil, Seki, she's got something to say. This is not a gun control problem. In California, like Chicago, they are the two most stringent gun control areas in the country. It's only gun control against middle-class people. See, the rich can still get all their weapons because they just hire private security. You know, can put up elaborate camera systems and stuff all over their gated communities. But for the middle-class people that are next door to this nonsense and are being targeted by that crowd because they have a little bit, those rights are for us. I have the right, you have the right to protect yourself. I told you, go get some gun training, go to a local gun range or gun store, shooting range, get yourself some training, go through the classes, find a weapon, rent what they got, try it all out, see what feels comfortable, make the purchase, and then go back every month and target shoot. Get familiar and comfortable and confident with your weapon of choice. Do it. Store it safely. Do it. Someone comes through that window after you and your family, you blow them the hell away. That's what you do with this. That's what the NRA is about. Not this bull crap about guns on the streets. Glock didn't drive up a minivan and just open the back door and say, take what you need. Reparations. Doesn't happen like that. No, their van's full of weapons from down south and they're hoarded and they're brought across and nickels on a dollar. Because like I said, these guns have got more bodies on it than bullets. A lot of these weapons are used over and over and over and over. And he talks about, we got to start before, you know, before it becomes a crime. Got to get into education. Yeah, make sure your kid's going to school and make sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. But we got to spend all this money after school. No, you don't. You just got to make sure you go to school the first time. Like I said, if you don't go to school in the beginning, there is no after. You didn't go to school, so this is now school? It's called babysitting. I'm too cool to be babysat, bro. I'm going to go ahead and drop my nine. Come on. America, you're not stupid. If you're poor and black, 
pouring brown, pouring white. You're not stupid. You, you know that this makes no sense. You have these guns are in your house right now, hidden in the drawer, put in a box, under the house deck or something. It's there, and you freaking know they're up to no good, and you don't stop it. How dare you? This is a family issue, and I've said it from the beginning, and I will say it to the end. Democrats destroying the nuclear family, they've done it to the black community. They're their daddy. They know better. They haven't fixed one problem they've tried to address for over 50, 60, 70 years. Poor is still poor. Black is still being treated by Democrats that way. Remember, you know, if you're black, you don't know how to register to vote, get a license. You're just as talented as a poor white kid. Uh-huh. You know, it's all these things. That's a Democrat saying all this about you. You are a human being that has desire and will. You've just misplaced it. You need to take control. You need to stand up and be a man or a woman, a parent, and take care of your kids and keep them off the damn streets. And if you got to work three jobs to get out of the hood, then work three jobs to get out of the hood. Get an education. Show your kids. I didn't get an education, so I got to work three jobs. That's just the way it's got to be. And then the kid will get the education, and maybe they only have to work one. But going into Rite Aid and CVS and stealing everything because, and being so bold about it, like, what are you going to do? That's where we're at. And it's only going to get worse. And now innocent people are just going to be in the crossfire. They're just going to walk and steal stuff, and then they're going to just shoot somebody. What are you going to do? It's gotten so bad in Portland. They have 50 police officers on their list that are do extra duty. They are part of the riot squads. 50 of them make up the riot squad in Portland. Well, they used to because all 50 said, we quit. They're just going to be regular officers. Just give me my shift, my duty. I'll go do my regular patrol stuff, watch everything happen, and then I'll just sit back and do nothing. Because one of their officers is being prosecuted for bullcrap, and they're all, it's over. All the police, the sheriff, they all feel the same way. If I get involved with something, there's a chance I'm going to be made the villain. And all I did was wake up this morning, put on my uniform, put on my belt, got in my car, got on my bike, and went and did my patrols to try and keep the community safe. And then an a-hole out there on drugs or drunk or just arrogant as all, just walking around doing whatever they want. Remember, in Chicago, you cannot pursue. No more foot pursuits. Nope. They run, they're gone. Great. So the criminals get to hit and run and no consequences. And the cops just got to sit there and go, sorry that your son or father or uncle died, but that's a bitch. So they quit. So we're going to fade from crime to racism. Remember Biden's AFT nominee, Chipman? I mean, gosh, I always do that. ATF nominee, David Chipman? The nutbag gun fanatic who has an AR-15 but wants to make sure every one of you has it confiscated immediately and you can have no weapon over a caliber of 22. You know, that guy. So a watchdog group called American Accountability Foundation filed in FOIA. That is the Freedom of Information Act, for those who don't know. About Chipman's. Personnel records, because he said he gave everything. Everything was given to the Senate during the confirmation process, and he hasn't been confirmed yet. <laughs> you know how I've said the racists in this country are the Democrats, and if you just give them a chance, they'll prove it to you? But they always point the finger that it's guys like Eric. Uh-huh. So they found something. Are you ready for this? There was an incident. That happened in 2007 with Chipman, who was the assistant special agent in charge of the Detroit Field Division at the time, said 
in front of multiple witnesses, that's how Brady is, you're not going to believe this, said that a large number of blacks had passed the test because, and I quote, they must have been cheating, end quote. Jones said in reference to what a former ATF agent told him, the agent reported the incident to the Equal Opportunity Agency. Oh, it's in there. This is another ignorant, self-righteous, white liberal scumbag that thinks black people are too stupid to pass a test. There's no way they must have cheated. And this guy is going to be running your ATF, or if Joe calls it, it'll be the AFT. That's your guy. Just another racist being chosen by racist. They all hang together. They all know the guy thinks like that because they all think like that. Joe can't stop thinking like that. Kamala, she's, you know, Jamaican black, but she talks like, they all do this. If you live in the inner cities of America, the people that despise you the most are the liberal politicians that run those cities and states. Period. They hate you more and despise you more than the guy across the street that has different colors on his hat. Just the way it is. He'll shoot your house up the government will just destroy you, will not allow you to succeed. He's going to keep telling you you're worthless, useless, and you're stupid. If you're told that enough, there's always that you know, in the psychology class, stuff like that. If you're told something enough, negative or positive, it will eventually become true. If you were raised in a house where you were encouraged and not told that you're the greatest sweetie pie of all time because then it gets, it gets over. You've met people like that, right? My mommy says I'm special. Are they not the most horrible people ever? But if you're pushed and challenged and said, you know, everything is within you to succeed, you just gotta, I tell my kids, your best karate, steal inside, Danielson. Let out. And that's for everybody. Or being told, you're useless. You're a turd. You've got no future. You're too stupid. How many children, how many women, how many men have grown up with parents or siblings or, or uh, their marriage partner telling them that, and then they believe it, and a depression, and everything. This is all very normal. This is all the government is doing. Just beating the poor and the minority communities into the dirt, and you're letting them do it. Stop it. Stand up. Put your pants on. Fight back. Show them. You're not stupid. You're going to go to school. Then you're going to go get an education, and you're going to take the test, and you're going to pass it. That's how you beat this insanity. I got some more stuff. Oh, gosh, this is going to get so good. Okay, remember I've been telling you, and I, I told you just a few minutes ago, Democrats and how racist they are. Oh, let's play the clip. Okay, back in 2017, you had expressed concerns about the membership of the all-white Bailey's Beach Club, said that you hoped it would become more diverse. Now, your family's been members. Your wife is one of the largest shareholders. Has there been any traction in that? Are there any minority members of the club now? I think the people who are running the place are still working on that. And I'm sorry it hasn't happened yet. Um, do you have concerns in 2021? I mean, obviously, it's been four years. You had remarks on the floor following the deaths of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd saying, you know, hoping to root out systemic racism in the country. Um, your thoughts on an elite, all-white, wealthy club, again, in this day and age, um, you know, should these clubs continue to exist? It's a long tradition in Rhode Island, and there are many of them. Uh, I think we just need to work our way through the issues. Thank you. The car's here. You have to continue. Okay. <laughs> the, 
God. Senator Sheldon Whitehouse of Rhode Island, ladies and gentlemen. There, another Democrat who's been in service of Rhode Island and its Whiteville since 2007 said on Thursday, 624 of 2021, is in an all-white club that his wife is a board member of, lovey. <laughs> we don't have no colored folk around here. <laughs> yes, we charge. We're going to be... Uh, hey, hey, Negro, get me a towel. Oh, I bet you everyone that works there is color. They just don't get to enjoy anything. And if you're Asian or black or, or Hispanic, whatever, brown, Latino, and you are wealthy enough to get a membership, you can't apply. You ain't white. And you have a senator talking about systemic racism. Literally just said, well, that's just the way it is. Are you kidding me? Eric, you just, this is just another Democrat being super racist. Hey, there's a photo out there and a little story. We shared it on Instagram, and I think we'll probably reshare it. Kamala Harris, you know, the Indian Jamaican lady, who apparently is the president. I got a clip. She held a dinner thing for fundraiser friends and all stuff. Everyone in the room is white. Everybody in the room. There's like 40 people. Elbow to elbow at the dining table. No masks. All white. And there were two people in the background that you can see. They be called servants, son. And there's a black lady and there's a black man. And they're standing there in their cute little uniforms ready to serve the crackers. That's a Kamala thing. That's a Senator Sheldon thing. Who are the racists? The Democrats were racist during the Civil War. They were racist after the Civil War. And they're racist today, baby. Nothing changes. They started the KKK. They fought to deny civil rights. That is your Democrat Party. How do you ignore that? That is factual. That is history. And that is present day. I go to an all white club and we're working on it. It's only taken, what, what are we, four years later? <laughs> Can't someone just scratch out the word white in a little, you know, club document? <laughs> no, they can't because they won't. We don't want no black folk in our house. It will degrade us. That's what they think. Senator of the United States of America. Thank you for that, Rhode Island. I come on here every week and point to you the flaws in their character, to just enlighten and show you that what you saw and what you heard was real, and it's okay to say that senator is a racist, that vice president right there is a racist, because they are acting, behaving, and living to the definition of being a racist. So we're going to go this last bit. We're going to update my favorite BLM. Oh, Patrice, Patrice, Patrice. She's like a bad case of herpes or something. She just won't go away. She's back in the news. And BLM, other chapters, like I've told you, they're really up in arms about this main BLM and all the money that they've taken in and haven't done anything with other than make themselves rich. So set up a nonprofit back in 2013, okay, called Dignity and Power Now. And it brought in, in just 2016, $225,000. But she told the IRS, only took in 50. That's kind of the magic number, okay? If you do 50 or less in nonprofit, you don't have to pay anything or do anything or claim anything. So she lied on her taxes. She's a tax cheat. But everyone's like, well, wait a minute. Where did the other 175000 go? Shh. <laughs> you remember those houses? <laughs> 
Remember all that champagne? I mean, this girl is living on the high. Los Angeles-based Resnick Foundation gave the organization $100,000, and California Initiative gave the group another $125,000. <laughs> She's scamming six ways to Sunday on y'all. She's taking the money from you sucker athletes out there and you stupid corporations, and she is living on the high, high, and doesn't give a damn about no Negroes. We spend $250 billion a year on defense, and here we are. The fate of the planet is in the hands of a bunch of retards I wouldn't trust with a potato gun. So Chairman Joe, being Chairman Joe, I'm trying to limit the guy. He's just so incoherent. He comes out and he's talking about guns because, you know, that's what he's going to do. It's all gun owners and NRA and all that fault. And he stumbles and mumbles through this clip. He can't name the sheriffs and the police. He just, he just you'll hear it and you're going to go, good God, this guy's in charge. He can't even get through that, but he's talking about the blood of patriots paving the way to liberty. That's what he's kind of trying to say. And he, his argument is, you would need F-15s or nuclear bombs to stop me from doing what I want. Right. So why are you all worked up about an AR-15? If that is such an inconsequential weapon to hold the tyranny back of you and your government, because you got nuclear weapons and F-15s. So basically he's saying, I'll nuke you and drop bombs on you if we stand up to rise against him. Okay. That's your president. President Potato is sitting there just... He defeats his own argument. And you're going to hear the clip. I'm going to play it in a minute. But I want you to understand. He's telling you that I have jets. And he talks about the oldest one, the F-15. There's like F-22 Raptor. That's the new one. You know, that's one has been working on for like five years. The, F, the F-15 has been around since the 70s. And that's the one he talks about. And nukes. <laughs> I'll just nuke you. Then what is the point? Why are you so upset about my AR-15? If you can just nuke me or drop a, a laser guy to bomb through my front door, what the hell you got to worry about? AR-15s are, they're, you know, you're going to take over the Capitol. Wait, I thought we couldn't take over the Capitol because you have F-15s and nukes. What the hell are you talking about? Play the clip. I've been at this a long time. And there are things we know that work that reduce gun violence and violent crime. And things that we don't know about. But things we know about. Background checks for purchasing a firearm are important. No one needs to have a weapon that can fire over... 30, 40, 50, even up to 100 rounds, unless you think the deer are wearing Kevlar vests or something. Those who say the blood of the, the blood of patriots, you know, and all the stuff about how we're going to have to move against the government. Well, the tree of liberty is not water with the blood of patriots. What's happened is that there have never been, if you want to think you need to have weapons to take on the government, you need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. Police Chief Murray of the Baltimore, uh, uh, excuse me, Police Chief Merrick, Police Chief Murphy, Paul of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and Mayor Daniel and Mayor Daniela. Uh, Did you catch any of that? This guy is just—he's gone. And I know my six-month mark is coming up, and he should be gone, but. I'm kind of getting the sense now that they're going to keep throwing both idiots out there so that you've got no, your level of comparison is like, they're both idiots. Because if they drop Biden after his first 24 months and then Kamala takes over, she can run twice, which means the Democrat party will never win.
because she'll serve out his remaining term and then run for election and she'll get hammered. But just say she won. Serve out his remaining term and run twice. So I'm starting to think that they're just going to wait for 24 months and then whatever. Just let this thing just crush. I don't know. I mean, right? If, if you're a fascist, destroy the government. This could be their way. Let's just have these two morons and then Pelosi in the, in the runner-up chair, you know, and she's like 900 years old. I don't know. I'm just saying some weird, weird stuff. So I told you way earlier, and I'm sorry, but how Kamala's the president, I got a clip from you from courtesy of the mayor of Pittsburgh. Hey, Pittsburgh. It is so great to see all your smiling faces. Listen, this is a wonderful day. We have the opportunity to welcome the vice president to Pittsburgh. A historic day to be able to say, welcome to Pittsburgh, Madam President. What? How you like that? Madam President. These people are so stupid and fanatical. <laughs> he, he just said the vice president and then just jumped straight to, well, she's the president. Yeah, okay. She probably is in charge because the other one's taking a nap or chasing eight-year-old girls around. There's so much to say, <laughs> but there's just... This is going to happen every week, guys, with these two. So uh, enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Okay, so we got an update on uh, Adolf Gavin Newsom and his recall in California. 1.7 million signatures were authorized. They needed like 1.4 or 5 million. So he's on the recall. And good news, this is, so, this is how good we are. 43 signatures were found to be invalid or, or were pulled. 43. 1.7 million said recall. So the recall in California is full in effect. We will have more on this in the future once we see the list of... of uh, Candidates, I'm using that term so loosely because it's going to be a joke. And we're going to get some porn star to be the next governor is my guess, but we'll see. Uh, we had that heat wave last week, California. Remember, I've been talking to you guys about how we are so dependent on a failing electrical grid by getting away from nuclear power, getting away from natural gas and things like that. We're going to do all this green crap that is so inefficient and doesn't work. So if you didn't know, last week in California, I mean, heck, Death Valley hit like 129. It was hot out here. You know, you had places in the valley hitting 115. Palm Spring was like 124. It was a cooker. Adolf Newsom told everybody that owns electric cars to stay home. You're taxing the grid. Now, mind you, there are very few electric cars out here. The number's growing, but when you compare it to petroleum, it's it's inconsequential. But that inconsequential amount of cars was taxing the grid that I've told you. It's third world. It's on, off, off, on. We lost power for four hours for no reason. Just boop, went out. Wasn't even said it was wrong. He said it was an issue. And it said it'd be corrected in an hour, then two hours, and then by three in the morning. Well, corrected four hours later, which was like eight o'clock at night. Neat. California. Gotta love it. And then last, I gotta wrap up 
with a follow-up with the mayor of Rochester that I told you about a couple of weeks ago. Her husband, the drug dealer, who got caught in a sting with all the guns that she's totally anti-gun about. And he got caught with, like, what, bricks of heroin? Nailed. Dude's going to do time. She got primaried. It was that time of year for a primary race for Democrat. And she lost. (laughs) Thanks for playing. Be the peace. That's a wrap for this week's episode. Be the peace. Don't let emotion get the best of you. Remember, you are the resistance. God bless you, your family, and America. America.